Hello, beloved. Welcome to this Bible study, a weekly Bible study, and we are busy with the Holy Spirit. And in today's Bible study, we're going to look at the Holy Spirit, not as a person, but the Holy Spirit as God. Very important for us to to acknowledge the deity of the Holy Spirit and acknowledge that the Holy Spirit indeed is God, the third person of the Trinity. Now, before we continue, let's just have a word of prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for your love and kindness towards us, and thank you that we can study the person of the Holy Spirit. And now, thank you that we can study the fact that the Holy Spirit is God. And Father, we pray, please, open up our minds to understand, our hearts to receive, and enable me as your servant to teach your people. So I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Okay, now, we can actually say to one another, from the beginning of the church, when the church began, and we know that the church started in the book of Acts, no? um, since the beginning, from the beginning of the church, there has been believers who believe that the scriptures teach very clearly that the Holy Spirit is God. That means that He is equal to the Son, Jesus Christ, and He's also equal to the Father, and together, the F- Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are basically the tri- triune God. Problem is, there has been false teachers, uh, or let's call it false teachings through the years, uh, about the Holy Spirit. And one of those false teachings is when people say that the Holy Spirit is not God. Okay, This is typical when they say that the Holy Spirit is a force, or the Holy Spirit is a power, or the Holy Spirit is the angel uh, Gabriel, you know, that kind of thing. And that is false teachings. Uh, another false teaching is when people say that the Holy Spirit is Jesus, okay? Or that the Holy Spirit is the Father, or the Father is the Spirit. That's not right. All of these statements are untrue. Okay, and they definitely do not come from the Bible. So, if we want to understand, or let's say the best way to understand the relationship between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, is basically to say, the Father is God, the Son is God, and the Spirit is God, and God is one. Shall I repeat that? The Father is God, the Son is God, and the Spirit is God, and God is one. Now, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a look at what the Bible teaches about the fact that the Holy Spirit is, in fact, God. Now, with all things in our Christian walk, beloved, we must ask ourselves, what does the Bible say? And I mean, when we... Study the Holy Spirit. We need to go and study the the person of the Holy Spirit, the function, uh, the nature of the Holy Spirit, who the Holy Spirit is, and even the fact that the Holy Spirit is God. We need to go and study it in God's Word, in the in the Bible, of which the Holy Spirit is the author. Now, and now when we go and study the Bible concerning the Holy Spirit, we actually find, first of all, that the Holy Spirit's names shows us that He is God. Okay, let's take, for example, the name Spirit of God. 
We find that in Romans chapter 8, verse 9 to 11. It will be good if you can go to the references so that you can basically uh, look at them, you can write them down, you can underline it uh, so that you can have a, how can I say, so we can have a, a strong basis of what we say uh, in Scripture and not just what we think and how we feel. All right, so the name, the Spirit of God, shows us that he is God. Let's read Romans chapter 8, verse 9 to 11. And this is what we read. Romans 8, verse 9 to 11. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Do you see that? So you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, when? If the Spirit of God dwells in you. So when the Holy Spirit dwells in you, the Spirit of God then it means that you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit. Okay, this is quite important. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, and, and can you hear that play? Nah, Christ in us. Uh, and and who's actually who dwells within us? It's actually the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Nah. But Paul so beautifully says it here. If Christ is in you, how is Christ in us? He's in us through the Holy Spirit. Now, if he says, if Christ, this is verse 10, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Uh, this is amazing. So in my body, I still find this, this, this sinful nature that wants to do the opposite of what God wants. Okay? Um, but... Because Christ is in me, the Spirit of God is in me, or well, in you as well, those who are saved. Because Christ is in us, the Holy Spirit is in us, our body is dead no? because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness, which means the Holy Spirit makes us alive unto the Lord. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. It's amazing. So not only does the Holy Spirit regenerate us, make us brand new people, not only does He, how can I say, allow the, this body of sin to die and to be alive unto righteousness. Not only does he do all of those. No, 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 no. Uh, he says in verse 11, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, we, we talk about the spirit of God, ne? if he dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So here is this amazing thing about the spirit of God that is going to give life to our mortal bodies. Now, he's going to give us resurrected bodies. All right, but we're not talking about that now. So we see very clearly in verse 9, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. All right. Now, if we talk about the Spirit of God, then obviously that's the Spirit of God, not the Spirit of a person or the Spirit, you know, like uh, that's in a demon or in, a, in an idol or whatever. No, 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 no. It's been it's it's a, it's spoken of the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of God. So it shows us 
The fact that uh, his name is Spirit of God, it actually shows us that he is indeed God. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, we find that a man and his spirit are the same person. So, who knows a person? Who knows a man or a woman? Better than the spirit that dwells within him, his own spirit. Now, the, um, a person's spirit knows that person in and out. All right. Likewise, God and his spirit are the same person. Just like our spirit that is within us knows us. Likewise, God the spirit uh, knows God because the God and his Holy Spirit uh, are the same person. Okay. Now, let's quickly read First uh, Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. It says, "For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him?" Okay. So, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? So, the spirit of a man that is inside him, or a person that is inside him or her, knows the things of that person. Now. Paul continues in 1 Corinthians 2.11 and he says, Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Alright, so it is the Spirit of God who knows the depths of who God is. And basically, obviously we know he revealed it to us. Beloved, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. But now, if we go to the Bible, the Spirit is also called the Spirit of the Lord. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, we read, But we all, with unveiled faces, beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. You see those words? The Spirit of the Lord. What does the Spirit of the Lord do? He transforms us. He changes us into Christ-likeness. It doesn't mean that we, we become God or we become little gods. That is, that is false doctrine, false teachings. And I believe from the pit of hell. No, what the Holy Spirit does is, the Holy Spirit transforms us to be more and more like Christ. But He's called the Spirit of the Lord. Lord is... Um, the majestic one, eh? the one that is the highest in authority, the one that is supreme. So he is called the Spirit of the Lord. We know that Jesus Christ is Lord. Okay, so uh, before he is called the Spirit of God, and now he is called the Spirit of the Lord. Okay, which just tells us that the Holy Spirit is God. Okay. The next one is that the Holy Spirit is also called the Eternal Spirit. Now, this is an interesting one. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13 and 14 says the following. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer or a heifer, uh, sprinkling the unclean, um, yeah, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, verse 14, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? See what it, the Holy Spirit is called? The Holy Spirit is called 
the eternal spirit, which means he has no beginning. All right? Who else doesn't have a beginning? It's God. God doesn't have a beginning. God is eternal. The Holy Spirit is eternal. That's why it's called uh, the eternal spirit. John MacArthur, in his commentary on this verse, says, The use of eternal as a qualifier serves to relate the spirit to the eternal redemption and the eternal inheritance which Christ accomplished by his sacrificial death. Amazing. Because the Holy Spirit is eternal. He's the eternal spirit. The Holy Spirit has been involved in the decision in the Godhead that salvation would come to sinners, right? And it is accomplished through the Holy Spirit being involved in the whole process. Absolutely amazing. All right, so just the fact that he is called the eternal spirit, which means he has no beginning, obviously he has no end either, yeah, because God doesn't have a beginning or an end. The Holy Spirit is not a created thing or a created being. No, the Holy Spirit doesn't have a beginning because the Holy Spirit is God. All right, so we need to understand that completely and thoroughly. And it's amazing to know that the, the Holy Spirit is indeed God because he is eternal. Okay, the next one we find in, in Scripture is that the Holy Spirit is also called the Spirit of Glory. Remember, what is our main goal in life or our main aim in life? Our main aim in life is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. That's according to the Westminster Confession of Faith. It's a, it's a nice way to say it. Our main aim in life is to glorify God every single day in everything that we do and to enjoy Him forever, which means to go into eternity, to be with the Lord forever and ever, and to be, how can I say, full of joy because we are in His presence. Once again, John MacArthur in his commentary on this verse, and this is First Peter 4.14, eh? he says, um, The Spirit of glory means that the Spirit has glory, or He is glorious. Now, in the Old Testament, the glory of God was basically represented by the Shekinah glory of God, eh? the Shekinah light of God. That luminous glow, that, that, that bright, bright Shekinah glory light of God. Um, or we call it, John MacArthur calls it the luminous glow. Um, basically signifies the presence of God. So the Shekinah glory of God speaks about His glory. And here in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 14, the Spirit is called the spirit of glory. Verse 14, If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. See, here again, it's the spirit of glory, that's a kind of glory that comes from God, and then it's, it, it illuminates out of God, and then it says, the spirit of glory and of God, which means the spirit of glory and the spirit of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Oh, 
absolutely amazing. So the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of Glory. And it refers to the same glory that God has. From glory to glory. God that shines forth His glory through His Shekinah glory. And here is the Holy Spirit called the Spirit of Glory. Absolutely beautiful. Which means that the Spirit is God. Alright. The next one we find in the, in the Bible is that the Holy Spirit is also called the Spirit of Life. This is a beautiful one. The Spirit of Life. Who is life? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Nah. And interesting that in Romans chapter 8, verse 2, the Spirit is called the Spirit of Life. Now, let's read Romans chapter 8, verse 2. It, it reads as follows. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free or made me free from the law of sin and death. So this basically refers to the Holy Spirit who gives life. And that's an attribute of God. God is the one who gives life and God is the one who removes life. You see, regeneration is having or receiving a brand spanking new life in Christ. And, and it's a brand new life from, you know, from death in transgressions and sins. So if, it, if the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of life, that's the attribute of God. Then it means that the Holy Spirit must be God. All right. I hope you're keeping up so far. But I mean, your beloved, it is so awesome to think that even in the names that the Holy Spirit is called, we can see that the Holy Spirit is in fact God. Now, another thing that we find in scripture is that the Holy Spirit is also called the Spirit of holiness. Remember that God said, "Be holy, for I am holy." You know that God is fully and completely and perfectly holy. And here the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of holiness. Listen to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1 verse 3 and 4. It says, Concerning His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Yo, amazing. The Holy Spirit is called the spirit of holiness. We can basically say that the Holy Spirit is the spirit who makes holy. John Gill in his commentary says that the spirit of holiness may be understood of as being the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity, who is holy in himself, and the author of holiness in the saints. So, the fact that the Holy Spirit, I mean, it's in His name, He's called Holy, ne? Holy Spirit. Why is He holy? Because He's God. He's the third person of the Trinity. And God is holy. Okay, so, um, the fact that God is holy, that means, as the third person of the Trinity, He's holy Himself, but He's also the author of holiness in us believe he is the one who works holiness in us and beloved who works holiness in us isn't it God God is the one who wants us to live holy lives God is the one who wants us to honor him uh, in in our 
in our lives where we live morally pure lives before him. All right, so once again, we can see the Spirit is also called the Spirit of Holiness. And through that, we can see that he is indeed holy. He's the Spirit of Holiness, not just any spirit. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to end there for today, for this Bible study. Because in our Bible study, we see the names of the Holy Spirit tells us or shows us that the Holy Spirit is God. All right. Nowhere in the scripture are we instructed to basically pray to the Holy Spirit or to, in inverted commas, worship the Holy Spirit. We are to worship God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the one who enables us to exalt Jesus Christ, to... Um, to be able to pray to the Father and uplift the Father, so that at the end of the day, um, He stays that silent person of the triune God. All right, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the Holy Spirit is fully God. Fully, fully, fully God. And we see it in the names that He is called in the Bible. So may the Lord help us and enable us, may the Spirit of God enable us to embrace these truths about Him, so that whenever somebody speaks about the Holy Spirit again as some power or some force or um, the angel Gabriel or that the Holy Spirit is Jesus or the Father, that we can correct them and say, no, 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 uh-uh. that's not what the Scripture teaches. But take them to Scripture and teach them or tell them what the Scripture tells us. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much that we can come to you in Jesus' name and thank you for your revelation of your spirit and it shows us that the holy spirit is indeed god uh, father we pray that it will be a reality in our lives and that you may be glorified in and through our lives as we acknowledge the fact that the spirit is god and as we walk in him and through him and by him as we pray in jesus name amen beloved thank you very much for listening may the lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you May he give you his peace, God willing now and forevermore. Until we have our next Bible study, God willing, I say bye-bye.